0: And welcome to Not Fire, Bring You first the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fan fiction.
1: I'm Lindsay, and I use she/her pronouns.
0: I'm Tanner, they/them. This week we're joined by a very special guest. He managed to get all his bones back inside since last time, but now all his joints are limp. But you know, you live and you learn. It's Theo.
2: Hello, Theo. He/him. And yep, I slurped all my bones back into my body, and now no man can hurt me. <laughs> Yep, mm, delicious. It's how I get my calcium. Uh, yeah, I'm super pleased to be back. And uh, yeah, I sent you, I sent you a little hint, uh that I came upon one night when I thought of the perfect remake opportunity.
0: Yeah, something about karma. And the the only things I could think of that involve karma are the video game series Fable and the real world religion Hinduism. So, oh,
2: bad <laughs> news. I'm not rebooting Hinduism. We'll save that for a later guest. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> so me... that's episode 200
2: yeah, so for for so my hint was roughly, your karma system is garbage, and I'm going to fix it. And to explain what I'm talking about here, let me paint you a little word picture. Okay, It's a, it's a bright and sunny day at EA headquarters when a okay. when a kindly delivery person comes through the front door, they approach the they approach the front desk and say they got a package. Could you sign for it, please? The receptionist starts reaching for the pen, but wait a minute, they don't deliver the mail on Sunday. Our cover's blown, we toss down our smoke bombs, and we just start sprinting through the EA headquarter hallways, karate chopping guards as we go. They're dropping security gates, but we're too fast for them. Till finally, we make it to the CEO's office, where a copy of each and every game passes through his desktop before being passed to digital and physical distributors. We have an hour before the police arrive, because it's a very bad neighborhood. And we hack into his computer, and we're going to spend that hour rebooting Knights of the Old Republic Remake! Yes. Yes.
0: We're rebooting the remake?
2: Yeah, The remake's not even out yet. We're hacking into the system, so our remake is the real remake.
0: Okay.
2: that's That's the heist. I didn't explain. Sorry. Oh, no, I confused you with my other two heist crew. Uh, <laughs> I need. I need
0: to make sure we we have already developed the the reboot of the remake before we get like we're not starting here to program it in an hour. We already have it made, and we're just uploading it.
2: Yeah, no, we we know what we need to cha- we know what changes need to be made, and we know where they need to make them. So, for context, I have been a Bioware fanboy pretty much since I was four or five, and my brothers had Knights of the Old Republic on Xbox, and to oh, date so
0: young and tiny.
2: Oh yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> and to date. Mass Effect 2 is my longest standing favorite video game of all time. It only got unseated literally last year by Spiritfarer and Yakuza 0, although it was not helped by uh, some people I follow on Twitter pointing out that it's politics are actually kind of centrist, like really cent- uncomfortably centrist when you started examining it. <laughs> and so I had to downgrade it a little bit. But yeah, I love Bioware. I've easily played Knights of the Old Republic like four or five times through in my life. And Knights of the older public 2 at least three times, once with the Restored Content mod. So I really like this game, but unfortunately, an opinion I've gained over the last several years is that pretty much every video game morality system sucks, except, like, three.
0: Yeah. And one of
2: them is, hilariously, in my book, the Mass Effect morality system, because it's more about your philosophy rather than, like, which is a little more objectively measured than whether this is good or evil. Yeah. That- yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that is one of my... Like, yeah, I, I think morality systems in video games, we, we no longer need them. We've tried our best. We fucked up. Let's just stick to what I think are better uh, reputation systems. Although that's not quite what... That's a little bit what I'm giving... Oh, I'm giving the game away. It's a little bit what I have in mind for Knights of the Old Republic. Because for those not aware, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic was an RPG back in the early aughts. Uh, it was super, super good. It was set like 40,000 years before the mop, before the movies. Uh, it's no longer canon because of Legends. Um, or rather, I should say it's in the Legends continuity because it's no, because now the, the sequels are the canon. Uh, and it was really good. But of course, because it's a Star Wars game, one thing about it was that you could be either light side or dark side. And so the game measures like, you know, whether like anytime you do like the good guy, like good guy, Jedi thing. Oh, more, uh, more light side points. And if you ever just are acting like a real douche, dark side points, fairly straightforward so far. Um, and, but where we where we start to run into problems are how the game decides to reward this behavior, especially as we get into force powers. Mm.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, it does make a lot of sense in Star Wars, because Star Wars itself, the force is kind of, well, maybe not the force itself, but the popular interpretations of the force are also very iffy.
2: Yeah, I mean, anyway, we we are absolutely, at some point, <laughs> gonna have to deal with the larger implications of Star Wars, but I'm trying to keep us... Yeah, well, I think we should start out in the arena of Knights of the Old Republic, because, like, to I feel like I have to keep dodging between KOTOR and, like, the general problem. And actually, no, I can illustrate it with what genuinely what inspired me to send you this prompt, that, hey, uh, your karma system sucks and I'll fix it, with a particular quest in the game that I was ranting... I was ranting to myself about it in the car and then was startled to realize how much I remembered about it when the last time I played (laughs) it is years ago. And it's a minor side quest. It's like you (laughs) do not need it for the main plot and you could so easily miss it.
1: But it just stuck in your craw.
2: Yeah, because the ultimate light side option is actually really morally dicey. Like it really feels like Bioware just went, yeah, that's the good guy thing. Without thinking <laughs> through everything you could do in this quest. So the quest is uh, on the water world, Manan. You go there and one of, your, uh, one of your...
3: Yeah,
2: oh no, oh yeah, the cut the cutscene where we're flying. Um, when you get to Manan, one of your party members, this woman that your party member knows, is like, oh, uh, my husband, who is your best friend, just got arrested for murder. And so you have to do like a mini Phoenix Wright side quest of going and being his advocate because no one else will defend him and if he... Gets convicted, of course he dies, but you find out very quickly uh, the murder he's been accused of is uh, one of the Sith officers, because the Sith and the Republic are like both on the planet at this point. They have like, it's like a DMZ essentially, so they're just kind of like looking at, staring angrily at each other from across this terminal. Um, And you find out it's one of the Sith officers he murdered, and you're like, ah, so the Sith framed him, but then you find out, oh, wait a minute, he was cheating on his wife with this female Sith Sith officer. And he's like, that's fucked up, okay, let's keep, oh no, he did kill her! Oh, and he literally shot her in the back when, like, when they were about to sleep together. And then the Sith came and, like, left the evidence to implicate him. And then, if but if you just turn in this information, you get dark side points. If you just go to the judges and say, yeah, he fucking did it, you get, you are, you are a bad guy. You get, you get dark side points. The light side option is to argue in court until you essentially get him off on a technicality. Like literally boil it down to because it was because it was a Sith like a member of the Sith the bad guys what he did was perfectly morally acceptable which I'm not saying it was definitely unacceptable you know warfare blah 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 but it really feels like BioWare just went Republic good Sith bad when yet yeah, sleeping with the woman and then shooting her in the back and then the light side the good guy option is getting him off
1: for it that. Mm
2: yeah Yeah. (laughs) that was i was literally thinking it always even when i was young because i remember my one of my older brothers and his friend arguing about it and so it's literally stuck with me since i was a child and i'm only in the last few years thinking about it's like yeah that's actually really fucked up that that's just that the game decides that was the right thing that was the wrong thing that was the good thing that was the evil thing so it's like that's and that kind of loops into other things as well like it just kind of poisons everything else one of the things i talked about is uh certain benefits you get for going light side or dark side like if you're dark side certain like offensive powers are boosted but if you're light side certain defensive powers are boosted but again that's kind of a weird like moral implicature of using these powers in a game where you can't non-lethally fight people like if every fight is yeah. yeah if every fight is to the death why is it inherently immoral for me to like yeah electrocute this man to death if that's just the weapon i have And, like, force choke is also a dark side power, but I'm like, would it be more moral for me to, like, slip behind him and just choke him out normally? (laughs) Yes.
1: I mean, it's (laughs) risky because you can always, like, overdo it. Like, that's why when you're learning martial arts, the rear naked chokehold is a very advanced move and they are very careful about teaching you it. But at the same time, it's a non-lethal, it's an ideally non-lethal move.
2: I mean, yeah, and I think you would have merit there, except, like, again, in the game, you cannot just hurt someone unless the plot decides this person's important. He'll he'll stop fighting you before he loses all his health.
0: Yeah. Every fight
2: is to the death in
0: this game. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's the first thing we gotta change, then.
2: Uh, yeah, I think that would be a fair point to change. Is like, I think it would be interesting to figure out how it works mechanically without just having a button-at-the-last-minute Bioshock-style. <laughs> Every fight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's like that's one particular element of it is just that, yeah, like it's immediately weirdly morally judgy when the thing I would specifically change it to. Uh, so far, I've just listed the problems. My solution immediately would be I mentioned earlier reputation systems. Essentially do that. If you like use a lot of like things classically considered dark side. Have a party member go, like, hey, listen, you're, like, usually a really nice dude, but, uh, not sure about this one, Chief. (laughs) And you could argue with them about it. You could be like, oh, I I see your point. I'll stop shocking people so hard they poop themselves. (laughs) Or you could be like, no, this seems effective (laughs) in combat, and we're literally trying to fight for our lives.
1: And heck, people talk, so like maybe you get to a planet and your reputation already precedes you, for good or ill.
2: Exactly. Can that and that's kind of the thing uh Mass Effect a little bit did, but also a way better example is still like the best RPG of all time, Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Because y'all played that, right?
0: N- no. No.
1: <laughs> but seen a lot of uh
2: YouTube videos about
0: it. I played I played Ten Minutes of Fallout Four. Yeah, no, yeah, Fallout
2: New Vegas, so the so what it has is it, since it is part of the Fallout series, it has to have a little pithy karma system, because the Fallout series is basically why it's called a karma system, the original two games, that's how they refer to your morality. I don't, I think it had some effect on the game as well, but either way, yeah, blah blah blah. 3 also still had it because Bethesda sucks. Uh... <laughs> uh so in New Vegas being in the same engine, they basically had to leave it there as a bit of vestigial gameplay. But what was truly key was reputation. And what was genius about it was it wasn't on this little polar scale. It wasn't like on a, a thermometer, essentially. It, everything you did accumulated w- in regards to this group. So if you killed a lot of their members, but then turned in a quest that helped them, it wouldn't be neutral. It would be, we don't know what the fuck this guy wants.
1: and if you want to make it a bit more sophisticated for kotor then maybe one of the things that could be done is say you're doing some questionable stuff and it attracts questionable people who are like oh maybe this person will do a job for us yeah and probably vice versa too
2: yeah exactly i think that would be like a really no, I think that would be a thing and again like it, may, it would make more sense cuz the game already kind of has some stuff like that. There are like I think some groups who like approach you or or who you can only work with if you're one side or the other, but it's like you could still do that without the the morality bar that goes up and down where you know if you do a super evil thing but then donate money to a church, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's the I'm- other thing I kind of didn't specifically codify like my problem with morality systems are how Except for stuff like in Mass Effect, it's usually non-cumulative. It's just, you know, a value of 100 to 0 to minus 100. So if you do 100 good things, but then 100 bad things, you're back to neutral, which is... Doesn't tell a story compared to where you started the game, presumably at neutral. Yeah. Like, I think some... I think... Like, whereas a reputation system kind of tells a story of how you've been playing the game... You know, if you measure this Ooh. or that, like, it'll show you, oh, like, <laughs> you could tell it's on someone who just started if you had to look at that isolated.
1: Yeah, and it better reflects, like, how people actually are, which is um, a bundle of complications. We're not all good. We're not all bad. And also the thing with karma systems, too, especially when it comes to the philosophical backbone of Star Wars, is that... Okay, so when, Star- when George Lucas was starting to work on Star Wars, this is like the 60s. This is kind of hippie-ish. He was getting a very westernized and I would say probably misunderstood interpretation of Buddhism and karma and all that. Yeah. I would not be surprised if it got filtered through to him through a whole bunch of different stuff. And then he applied it to Star Wars as opposed to, like, actually going and reading the text and trying to understand, okay, this is what they're actually talking about when it comes to karma. Uh, There's a bit of Taoism, so, like, talking about the Tao and all that sort of stuff. And it's, like, you're probably not getting it.
2: No, I think that's, yeah, that's entirely fair.
1: Yeah. (sighs) And we have just inherited it. Yay.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, it's like, it's. That's the thing that's both interesting and frustrating about Knights of the Old Republic 2 is it does kind of tear it apart, but in a way that's really aggravating. <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that in a moment because there are other aspects to it that I think could have been better integrated into this first game. Uh, although actually, might be that might be the next thing. So I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, yeah, like there's yeah, like I said, the Force powers and like certain Jedi robes are like armors you can only use if you're dark side or light side, um, and just. I think, yeah, because uh, Lindsay, you were saying it's like, oh, it reflects how people are, a bundle of complications. Like, that's exactly right, and mm-hmm. that's why objective morality doesn't really exist. Not that I think we should all just institute the purge, but it's like <laughs> what we think is right or wrong is going to mostly – is, is going to be based on our own rules, like own personal, and other people will look at what we do, and there's not going to be an objective rule board to go look up at and be like, yep, that was the right thing. They're going to look back and be like – based on my own principles, I think that was fucked up. Uh, and that's more interesting because then you can interact with your party members and argue with them or be swayed by them. You know, be like, you know what? I think that's a fair point. I'll take that into consideration. Or, like, defend your position. Like, I I love arguing in video games.
0: <laughs> like, I,
2: I, without getting into specific spoilers, a few weeks ago I played The Forgotten City and part of the reason I adore it is because the final boss is a moral and philosophical argument. That you Thanks. can wander into, like, dead ends on and have to backtrack. You have, like, he'll be like, uh, oh, so you said this. Do you mean, do you mean I should do this evil thing? You have to be like, let's take a step back on that one. <laughs> and <laughs> let me try this tact. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I think it's more interesting when, when, like, talking with party members. You know, it's cool to learn about backstories. With backstories, it's also really cool when they challenge you on things. And you can either give or push back. hmm so it's like, yeah, have it be like, yeah, you're usually like such a nice dude, but I think you know, have Bastila, the dedicated Jedi, be like, listen, you do really nice things as a Jedi, but you gotta stop using these powers. You can't yeah. be doing this. You wedged a man to death yesterday, and that's fucked up. <laughs> uh, and like, but then have like uh, mission the super. Pragmatic survivalist, not to like being evil, just because she grew up, you know, in the slums of the, the, the starting planet, Terrace. Have her be like, "No, nah, I'm, I, I'm with you, Chief. Use the most brutal stuff you can. Let's get out of there alive." It's like, yeah, the just allow me to talk more to my party members. I suppose is how I can put that subheading <laughs> under the larger problem. Is it's more interesting yeah. if they're the ones judging me and I have to push back, not the game's writers being objectively the moral arbiter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I do think that there can be some easy moral stuff in there and it can kind of go back to the non-lethal idea where we could even have enemies marked as like you can get out of this uh conflict with non-lethal damage and some marks like you're gonna have to kill this guy no matter what so like then the players will at least know like you you can talk your maybe not talk your way out of this but you can like just give each other a little a little zip zap of force lightning like a taser and get out and not have to worry about the dark side being like, oh, yeah, I like this guy.
2: Oh, well, it's and that's actually brings up another force power that has larger implications across the entire Star Wars universe for how casually it's treated in the game. There are some encounters you can avoid by talk, like they'll, they'll have an opening dialogue and you can like if you have enough persuasion, talk them out of fighting you or or if you have force persuade, a.k.a. Jedi mind trick. And but the game but the game only gives you dark side points for using it if you use it to be like oh, like, throw yourself off a cliff, or, like, oh, give me $50. You know, like, it's if you just use it, it's neutral, or in some cases, good guy, like, good guy option. (laughs) But the Jedi mind trick is actually kind of fucked up as, like, a concept. Or at least worth debate, I should say. Maybe it's not inherently, but it's worth debating, as opposed to it just being the thing the Jedi can do when they don't want to deal with something.
1: Yeah, like, I think it's one thing if you're just like, hey, I just need to like exit this place so tsa officer please do not give me a problem versus i am trying to actually manipulate you to do something that is morally very wrong
0: right yeah and i think some expanded universe stuff has implied that is closer to just a very strong hypnosis in the sense that it can't make you do anything you don't want to do so like, um, there's a short story from the perspective of the guy who's, like, stopping Obi-Wan and Luke as they're going into Maz Eisley, and they, then Obi-Wan does the, these aren't the droids you're looking for, and in the story, from his perspective, he hates his job, he hates his life, he doesn't want to be at this checkpoint, he hates this stupid planet, he hates sand, it gets everywhere, <laughs> and then when Obi-Wan just tells him, these aren't the droids you're looking for, it's like, he goes, oh, of course they're not, oh, good, I don't have to do with this anymore, move along, we're done, thank god.
2: <laughs> See, in the current continuity maybe but in the but at least when KOTOR Kotor's canon I did just mention you could force persuade someone into leaping off a ledge.
0: Yeah, I think I think you are going to have to pick that man up like a puppet and yeet him.
2: Well yeah. no, you didn't do that. It was in the in that canon you just be like, "Hey, give me all your money and throw yourself off the ledge." And he's like,
0: "Right away, sir." Yeah, no, but but I'm telling you we've deleted Theo, we we deleted that game. We're uploading the better game now. <laughs>
2: Okay, that's fair. I <laughs>
0: we deleted that canon.
2: That's fair. I guess. I guess my. I. I wanted to at least state like my take on it was like, because Lindsay, you're right. In circ- like in circumstances where it's just like making someone stand aside as opposed to doing something like more manipulative, sure. But it's still like objectively marking that as good guy when some people would say no. Like messing with someone's mind is inherently awful. So yeah. it's like. That is more where I'm attacking. It's not that you're wrong. Let's make it ambiguous for the sake of it, but more that is something not everyone would be in agreement on. Yeah. Like, uh, so that was, yeah, that was my... But I guess that's fair. we can just delete it and make it force-persuade. Yeah, force persuade. yeah just, just more suggested. like
1: hypnotism, and you know what, it's easier to persuade someone to do something when it... Or persuade someone to not do something when it's like 3pm, they're near the <laughs> end of their shift, and they're like, I just want to go fucking home, Okay
2: you you talk to like the front desk receptionist is like you hate your job you need to quit forever and you accidentally like make them be like spongebob in that episode where he destroys the Krusty crab like, <laughs> you know what you're right i will dismantle this oppressive establishment <laughs> and they just start tearing at the floor <laughs> you,
0: you walk up you walk up to them and they're like you will forget everything except for pod racing and breathing but uh, but then they go, I'm a Toydarian, your uh, Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I,
2: I'm like pushing you aside, tapping at the keyboard. I think hey, there should be some cases where you should, if we're already kind of rewriting the canon of the Jedi mind trick here, we might as well make it that sometimes you make them do something you shouldn't have made them do by mistake,
0: <laughs> so that you can
2: push the Jedi mind trick too far. I mean, uh, <laughs>
1: George Lucas was making up most of the shit as he was filming the movie, so...
2: Yep. You yep. know what? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it's, it's actually doubly funny, because uh, behind the scenes, we're recording this, like, right after Halloween. Uh, and for Halloween, uh, me and my partner went out as uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin, and when we got home, uh, we watched a ep- uh, part of episode three before passing out. I remember <laughs> I though that movie having better acting and not even good acting. <laughs> i just need that to be canned i remembered episode three having better acting in my head and it was still not good what <laughs> i was watching it going wait i thought huh Is <laughs> this bad
1: yeah lucas was never i i shouldn't be talking about him in the past tense but like
2: <laughs> he's always with us he's
1: not considered an actor's director
2: oh yeah like Oh, I thought you said Luke. I'm dumb. Uh, you know, I <laughs> like, I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say was with. I was like, oh, yeah, because Luke will always be with us in the force.
0: <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, we're, we're talking about George, not his self insert. Fair enough.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, that was no joke. The thing uh, that I heard was that he only had like one direction at any time. He called cut, and it was like faster, more intense. Yeah. So it's yeah it's no there's only three actors got out of those movies unscathed and it was Christopher Lee Ian McDiarmid and Ewan McGregor just because they fucking had fun with it, like everyone else was just so beaten down I imagine they were like yeah I'm not fucking dealing with
1: this yeah
2: God bless Ewan McGregor uh <laughs> <laughs> uh have a happy l- no sorry we're off topic uh, we're not rebooting Episode Three yet we're rebooting we're rebooting the Old Republic first before you reboot yeah
0: honestly. Honestly, I think there'd be a lot of places where doing a Jedi mind trick would be ultimately neutral, like it doesn't get light side or dark side points. And then like the places where choosing to use it or not use it would be like important events in a quest chain
2: where it's like, it it
0: is a binary option. And then that might change reputation with your party members. And then even then, you might be able to, like, redeem yourself, because, like, you, you do a Jedi Mind trick, it goes poorly, and the party member, like, gives you a, an angry look, and you're like, I can fix this, hang on.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, d- I, don't think, I don't think binary choices are bad, because sometimes, yeah, there really only is one or the other, but mm-hmm. it's just, I I don't want to just be, that's the good guy option, that's the bad guy option. Or at least not every time. Sure, sometimes it can be, I mean, this dude's an asshole, but he's paying me more money, but it shouldn't just be the, oh, like, one or the other. Like the, the one, like one quest I would like to use as a blueprint from a different game. I would uh, actually from Fallout New Vegas is a quest uh, where you find out these like sharecroppers are under are underperforming on the farm because they're not getting enough water. So the local government hires you to go like track down the water, and it turns out this local community is using the water. So they've got a community like they've actually got you know the small community going not under the uh the NCR like the government of the area, and mm-hmm. so like they kind of it's actually kind of good they have the water except. They, the guy in charge killed the guy who was last investigating it and doesn't revel in it. It was clearly, like, a panicked reaction. But then that leads to the choice of, like, do you turn him in and cut off the water to this community? Or do you cover up a murder, like, like, force this sharecropper farm to fail so this other community can thrive? And, like, that... So everyone is going to be like, that was definitely the right choice, but not everyone is going to have the same choice when they say that. So it's, like, things like that where... You're, it's not obvious what the priority should be. It's not as obvious as, do you stab this little girl for $5,000 or do you not? Like, obviously not. <laughs> this is a video game. We'll get that money elsewhere. Yeah. Because <laughs> that that is the core problem Like with evil options in video games is, maybe this is a little optimistic of me for humanity, but most people would not choose those options unless they were deliberately seeing what they would do in the game story. Like, most people, if you just let them go on default, will go for the good guy options because they like they like being a good guy and understand most people prefer the good guys. Uh, so yeah, that, I think we, okay, I think we're done coding that section. Uh, to handle the next part, might be a little more ethically thorny e- even still, and very critically spoils the shit out of Knights of the Old Republic. Um <laughs> uh so t- really quick, uh Lindsay, I guess you've played it. Tanner, have you played it?
1: Uh no, I haven't played it. <laughs> oh I've
0: never played a Star Wars game.
2: Uh well are you <laughs> I
1: just I- know a whole bunch about it. So Uh
2: I mean I'm about to spoil the shit out of it. Do I need to stop?
1: No, this game has been out for over ten years.
2: Uh been like for like closer to twenty at this point. <laughs> it, oh, turned- yeah. it came out like two thousand two or so. Uh so the story of Knights of the Old Republic. I haven't explained it so far, but in a nutshell. It's the Old Republic, you know, thousands and thousands of years before current movies. Uh, the game opens, uh, this Republic, star- like Starship, is getting attacked by the Sith. Y'all know this Sith and the Republic, the good guys, bad guys, etc. I've uh, never
0: seen Star Wars, actually. Oh, no! No, I have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew you were... Because we've talked about Last Jedi, I'm pretty sure, so I knew you had to have.
0: Uh, no, I'm just like, I'm like that one person who's like, yeah, I just read, like, three fanfics to- in order to fake it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> fair enough um <laughs> uh so at the start of the game whoa you wake up on the ship you're just like a random dude working for the republic a random republic soldier and like so you you get off the ship with your uh commanding officer cartho nasi and he's like oh there was a jedi on that ship Her name is bastila we need to get her off planet because she's like key to the republic war effort because of battle meditation and so you you get a few more party members you get mission veo who apparently is canonically 14 but looks like 25 which is weird uh, uh but-
0: tweed like weirdness
2: yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, there's Zalbar, her Wookiee friend. Uh, you get Mandalorian Candoros so- Ordo. You get off planet. You go to Dantooine. Uh, and Bastila talks to the Jedi Councilor. Like, we know you're not a child, but we sense the Force in you, and we'll train you. Uh, so you get to who? You get to become a, You get to multi-class into Jedi now. Uh, you do some stuff on Dantooine. You find out the Sith leader Darth Malak, who took over from his master Darth Revan right before the game started. Uh, so there's the bad guys, Darth Revan, Darth Malak. Darth Revan was like the head honcho, like uh, super powerful. So it's crazy Malak managed to kill him. You find out oh there's this star map that leads to like a Sith weapon. You, you all got to track down all the star maps to find it, uh, and you you do it. But uh, like right before the last planet, you fight with Malak, and it f- turns out this is the big this is the big spoiler. You are Revan. You were rendered amnesiac after the Jedi sent a hit squad on you. And so they decided to wipe your memories, implant new ones, and use, like, whatever residual memories to track down the star maps and, like, this crazy weapon. So, and eventually, yeah, you do, if you do the light side, you, yeah, you find the weapon, you destroy it, you defeat Malak, the Jedi, and the Republic are saved. The end. So, but, but, but that big, big linchpin there, that the light side ending requires you to find out that the Jedi essentially did a massive war crime on you and go oh that's fine (laughs) like yeah (laughs) like that it's true and it's truly binary light side option is jedi council dark side option is becoming a sith lord there is nothing in the middle and that yeah that really bugs me that that again that not that it i'm saying it's exactly the opposite that it's definitively immoral but that it's just taken as given that light side option. The war crime was cool, actually, because <laughs> that's I don't know if it's there's a specific listing in the Geneva code, but if it's not a war crime to wipe someone's memories and rewrite who they are as a person, it's definitely war crime shaped.
0: Yeah, well,
1: the CIA tried.
2: Yep. <laughs>
1: and as far as we know, they didn't succeed, but that's what they're telling us.
2: Yeah, a little bit. So like, yeah, that that bugs the shit out of me. Uh and it bugs me even further when I was thinking about Knights of the Old Republic 2, which did have a little bit more of the middle road for how you fa- how you relate to the Sith and the Jedi Council because uh there's not really as dramatic a twist in KOTOR 2, so I don't need to explain the full plot necessarily, but the backstory for your main character in the second game is that you're an exile of the Jedi Council because in the backstory before the very first game, uh, the Mandalorians attacked, and so the Republic was fighting, but they were losing, so they appealed to the Jedi, and the Council was like, no, we must meditate, because we sense this may be the bad thing. Uh, but Revan and Malak, when they were still the good guys there, they were like, no, fuck that, we need to go save these people, and led Jedi to go fight in the Mandalorian Wars, and your character... Oh, and also they came back from it evil. That's how the first game starts, essentially. Uh, but your character was a general and also the only one who returned to the council to be exiled. All the rest just took their exiles in absentia. And so you can go through the game and you're tracking down the remnants of the Jedi Council and, you know, figuring out what the new Sith Lords want. And it allows you to fully side with, like, become the new Sith Lord, you know, this new big badass. It does allow you to fully be like, you know what, the Jedi were right and I was foolish. It also allows you to be light side and disagree with the Jedi Council place so it's like yeah like it allows you to be like you know what i'm gonna be do right thing by people i'm gonna be a good guy but fuck y'all y'all were wrong y'all should have fought in the wars too like y'all shouldn't have just stood by and let people die whereas the first game again you have to think the jedi council is right all along to get the good guy ending which yeah like i <laughs> that is my big my big pain point is just again like there's not it's just objectively judged one way or the other it's super frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there should be an option to obviously, like, destroy the mega weapon, like, all the shit. But, yeah. like, some way of also... I'm trying to... I guess that is... The problem is how we make it so you can meaningfully go against the Jedi without just turning them into another brand of supervillain. Because, <laughs> like, Sith are supervillain. Jedi, complicated.
1: Yeah, uh, like... There was a concept for a time I don't know if it's still canon it's probably not but there was the whole idea of the gray jedi
2: there you do get a jet a gray jedi party member in the first game Jolie bindo also a fucking great name character is voiced by keith michael richardson he kicks nice. ass and so yeah like it was canon at least at that time yeah the gray jedi absolutely were a thing but even then i don't want if someone's going to call me a gray jedi i would prefer it not be on like the morality meter because yeah. of course all your party members have, like, their own morality ma- meter, so you can know at a glance whether they're good or evil. And, like, his is dead in the center, even though he's actually a really good dude, proving yeah. that, that the morality system, yeah, is just total bullshit.
1: Yeah, like, one of the... So when it came to, like, the Force and, like, what it actually was philosophically, and I think... uh, I, I don't know who wrote The Last Jedi, but somebody on the writing team was definitely actually reading... Buddhist and Shinto and Confucian and Daoist books to try and like you know the whole idea of bringing balance to the force that's neither like good prevails over evil or evil prevails over good or like good and evil have to coexist, but that means you know good having to turn a blind eye to bad shit happening because bad has to exist. It's more just like the whole idea of the Dao, <laughs> like. Good and bad are two sides of the same coin.
0: Yeah.
1: Light and dark. Sun and moon. Dry and wet. Life and death. I, I'm trying to thread this needle of philosophy where it's like... Because <sighs> the philosophy is important. Like, we don't want the morality... Like, the morality system is just like a reputation system. Like, people can make their own opinions about you... Regarding your actions. Some people think it's okay, some people don't think it's okay. People are going to find justifications, people are going to call you a fucking monster. It's just going to happen, and there's many reasons why. The actual philosophy of the Force is a bit of a problem, in that, as I said earlier, it's like George Lucas read maybe a book about Buddhist or Taoist philosophy, took some bits of it, didn't fully understand like this isn't about good versus evil it's still filtering eastern philosophy through a very christian very protestant binary way of thinking and maybe the character has to philosophically find where like that system is not working that's the problem with the jedi and the sith
2: i mean yeah and hilariously twisting into the second game that's kind of what the big bat like the big antagonist is trying to do <laughs> is destroy the force it's i it would take me way too long to try and explain all the weirdness of KOTOR 2 which is I love Knights of the Old Republic 2 but it is like my favorite unfinished game because it had to release in like a 95% completed state yeah uh, and it's only because of the restored content mod that like the final act truly like kind of makes sense. Cause otherwise it's ba- barely comprehensible, but it also has my least favorite star Wars character. And yes, that includes Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is said antagonist uh, because her name is Craya and she's basically the Anne Rand of the Jedi.
1: Ugh. Oh I boy.
2: Get, not, not necessarily in shape of objectivist argument, although maybe a little bit of that, just more in her general vibe. And frustratingly, you can never disagree with her. You can either ignore her or agree with her. And she is 3000% the writer talking through a character.
1: Oh, someone read the Red Atlas Shrug when they were 14 and never let it go.
2: Probably to some extent. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's like she's basically like, literally there's one point in the second game. And hey, fuck it. Let's slide in the upcoming Knights of the Old Republic 2 remake and you know, we'll code a little bit of that in there, uh, that there is a choice in the second game where, like, on the super urban, like, New york style planet... I didn't stop my recording, did I No, we're good? Um, <laughs> I just pressed random shit on my keyboard. <laughs> um, uh, you, This random man will come up and be like, please, sir, five credits, please. And if you... In either way, like, Kreia chastises you, whether you give him the money or not, and she'll, like, to prove her point... Show you, like, oh, the force vision of what's happening in, like, around the corner when you walked away. And if you gave him money, oh, he gets mugged for it. And, oh, you did an evil thing, giving him something someone else would steal. But if you didn't give him the money, oh, he's mugging someone else for their money. You did an evil thing. Uh, and it's, God, it's it's so, it drives me insane. I love KOTOR too, but every time Kreia talks, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah we're changing that alright back to KOTOR um, but so it's like yeah something where you can like go as a grey Jedi uh, or even fuck let it be that you can do like some RPGs do where there's like the final dungeon but then if you made certain choices there's another final dungeon let it be the other final dungeon is an assault on the Jedi temple and yeah. you could still do non-lethal like takedowns of everyone to prove your point like, yeah. like, like don't but- do this again yeah, like, but like, let, <laughs> like, let me make the point to the Jedi. Like, this, no, like, I, I want to be a good person. I always did. Because there's a thing that so that part of the continuity ended up getting kind of gnarled into. It makes the again the light side versus dark side thing even more bullshit as a mora- as an objective morality meter, where Revan saw like the true Sith beyond the rim of the galaxy, so he wanted to take over the Republic so he could, like, strengthen it to fight against the true Sith, so he was actually, like, still kind of good all along? Maybe He was
1: pulling a God Emperor of Dune?
2: A little bit. Okay. Did he turn into so a big one? Like... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's Mass Effect 3. Um... <laughs> Look, if Denny Villeneuve
1: gets to God Emperor of Dune, Tanner, you'll understand.
0: <laughs> I don't think I'll ever <laughs> understand Dune. That's why we're doing Star Wars. <laughs>
2: The only Dune I care about is Donkey, what are you doing in my swamp? (laughs) (laughs) The only Dune I care about is Dune my taxes due next April. (laughs) Getting done early, kids. Um, But no. (laughs) This has been a PSA. Um, Fuck, what were we even talking about? Oh yeah, God Emperor, I was like, okay, so Revan was maybe good all along, so you could even still play that believably that He was actually good all along, and he's pissed to find out, like, what the Jedi did to him, but, like, not gonna be lethally vengeful, just be like, the Jedi must go. This was- any council that allowed for this does
0: not deserve to continue. The time for the Jedi has come to an end.
2: I mean, pretty much. Like, they they really could have pulled a Last Jedi before they pulled Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah?
0: But then the franchise would be over. (laughs) That's fair. I
2: mean, fuck, it's 40,000 years. They could have, like-
1: reformed and then ossified into the current form that that winds up getting itself destroyed once more
2: i mean like that is so they are a shitty company i never really want to play their games again but that was like the one interesting thing that assassin's creed brought up a few times before i stopped playing it uh because i was playing black flag years ago and they kept pulling me out of the radical pirate parts for like really fucking boring wandering around in office bits Mm -hmm. um that's not a joke that's why i stopped playing that game (laughs) uh god um was that like the assassins and the templars would keep wiping each other out they would just keep reforming because the human ideas of uh like peace and order through control versus the innate righteousness of freedom just kept cropping up yeah and then they would find records of the previous order and be like say
1: they had a good idea there
2: yeah. So it's like, yeah, the Jedi, I would totally buy if the Jedi and the Sith were the same way, especially with the magic of the Force. I'd yeah. totally buy the Force repeatedly resurrecting either one. Uh, so yeah, KOTOR is just... Yeah. <laughs> the last uh, last few things I think we can change uh, in terms of characters, one in particular was the game very, 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 very nearly had a proper romance uh, with the lesbian cat girl which that is a party member you can have juhani the lesbian cat
0: oh my gosh do you go to the moon (laughs) let me see
2: if i can find a picture what you go
0: to the moon what i don't get it cat girls on the moon so anyways
2: yeah Yeah, sorry i don't know (laughs) uh so yeah this is oh hey wikipedia has a better image Thank you. Thanks, Wikipedia, the 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 Wikipedia clone that for some reason has its own pages on color and
0: time. <laughs> time is a concept that exists in the Star Wars universe.
2: <laughs> I mean, essentially, like I was one time because I think I was looking up the dark saber, and it like color was highlighted. I'm like, oh yeah, it's gonna leave me to Wikipedia, right? And I clicked on it, and it was Wikipedia. Color, color is the phenomenon light it makes when it is reflected by something, like. What? <laughs> it's like an act. It's so weird. <laughs> like, yeah, the, uh, this already exists, just linked to Wikipedia. Um, but yeah, she like. She's actually kind of interesting as a party member because the way you recruit her is while you're on Dantooine, getting trained by the Jedi. Uh, she. Oh, this is actually another thing that like is kind of just weirdly accepted as morally okay when it's like could be viewed much less charitably. Uh, she on. She, at, like, the Jedi temple was like, oh, she was getting trained. Uh, but one day, lashed out in anger and struck down her master. And so she had to flay into the cursed grove uh, and became a dark Jedi of her own making. And you got to go save her. Uh, you actually can just kill her and not have that Jedi party member, but why would you do that? Um, <laughs> uh, so you uh, so you save her. And then you find out, oh, her master faked getting murdered because she knew Juhani needed to, like, find a way to tame her anger, essentially. I think it's how they end up explaining it. Like, this was basically a gambit by the Master. I just wanted to be like, you know, I could have killed her, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, you you know that we, were, that we were literally this close. And, what? <laughs> <laughs> Woof. So it's like, yeah, we have to, re- again, similarly, just like take out the morality points, my dinosaur four or whatever. Uh, I really don't know what else specifically to reboot with this, like, because the gameplay is actually still pretty fire, because it's, like, sort of turn-based, sort sort of real-time. Like, it looks fully real-time, but it's, like, you do actually, like, queue up actions to attack people, but it's based on, like, actual time pass- I don't know, I'm not gonna try to explain the technical aspects of the KOTOR system, but, I mean, everything else was pretty rad as shit. Dual-wield green lightsaber is objectively the best thing ever. Yeah. Hell Yeah. Sorry, I talked a lot for this whole thing, because this is something I have been consumed by.
0: Yeah, that's cool. You came in here with a planner pretty close to it, and we're just letting you go. Love a week where I don't have to think.
2: That's (laughs) fair. Actually, Tan, all these Tan... Nice try, everyone. It's just me. These are all things Tanner and Lindsay have said before. Isn't that right, Tanner and Lindsay? (laughs)
0: Love a week where I don't have to think.
2: That's right, Tan. (laughs) Oh, lord. I mean, I, yeah, I I do love Star Wars, but I've never been its, like, most massive major fan of all time. Uh, But there are specific aspects of it I love in the expanded universe, KOTOR mm-hmm. included. But I just, I needed to, like I said, this has just been wearing on my soul. Since I, I as I said, it started with remembering that courtroom quest and how weird it was. Yeah. That, like, getting a man off for murder on a technicality just because... The other side was the like bad guy in the war, but they were shot at like in the back after sleeping with this man. It's like,
0: yeah, is. and that bit yeah. of a twisty one. That one is like, <laughs> I, I feel like the best outcome for that is you, instead of arguing to get him off, you argue to not have him get the death penalty and just imprisoned, and then you'd have to visit him in, the, <laughs> and they have to visit him in the prison and say like, hey. Like, I know you probably thought you were doing good, but if this is how you treat people who trust you, how am I supposed to trust you?
2: No, I, sorry, the reason I laughed is not because I thought that was, like, dumb. I was laughing because the thought entered my head is prison abolition and abolitionism, (laughs) perk. You believe in prison prison abolition plus five strength for worker solidarity. (laughs) 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 oh lord uh is there anything else is anything else y'all are curious about i want to throw in on this reboot i still got the computer open we are we are but i can hear the
0: police sirens
2: but they're moving awful slow
0: Uh, uh we're gonna make the murderous android a love interest
2: oh hk47 we yes absolutely needs to fuck everyone tweet i want you to tweet at ea hashtag HK47 needs to fuck do it right now. <laughs> yeah. Call to action. If he is not a romance interest, we burn EA to the ground. I was fine with monetization, but bro- but lack of robot fucking is unacceptable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he- HK47 not a bad-looking android.
2: Oh, not and he and he's uh, he makes me laugh. That's all I want in a robot. Yeah. Oh, I, I will say, I you know what? When I will make my final word on the topic is one thing that we don't need to change. It was one of... Ah, fuck, actually, never mind. I don't know how we make this one work. Because one thing that we do, the one good thing we lose from the morality system, because I thought this was genuinely really cool, Uh, on the one planet where you have to pretend to be Sith in the Sith Recruitment Academy, this random crazy dude kidnaps you and another student and, like, asks you Sith questions only a Sith would know. Uh, and the last question is as you're dying, what do you do with your last breath? And it's a trick question because the act the answer he tells you is a true Sith never dies. And you can only give the right answer if you're full dark side. hmm, hmm. That is the one thing we lose. <laughs> there. But you know what? Worthy sacrifice. Let's go. Yeah. Are we good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have I, I really <laughs> don't have anything else unless y'all do.
0: I'm trying to find their Twitter. <laughs> Are you actually tweeting at EA? Should I tweet them about any other party members while I'm here? I
2: think the party members are all fine. Their writing in general is fine. We need to again. We need all romances need to be bisexual. <gasps> okay, cool. Now I I said bi, I added bisexual equals true. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, need to need to do the cat cat girl romance. Cat girl equals true. <laughs> cat girl must equal true. Yes. And yep. Oh, there we go. Finally. All right. So we got we got five minutes to blow this popsicle stand. Take us home.
0: <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna hit the button that blurs a friendship promo throughout this entire thing in order to cover our escape. Let's go! Go, 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 go! (laughs) Hook!
2: That was me breaking
3: my head. Hey there, Galactic Republic. My name's Daniel Hurd, and I'm the host of a brand new podcast from the Make Mom Proud Project and Ding Dang Industries, Star Wars Made Me Gay. Now, I know what you're thinking. How can someone possibly make a whole podcast about that one time two extras kissed in The Rise of Skywalker? Well, here's the secret. We think Star Wars is way more gay than previously thought. So come join us as we make the queer soul run in less than, or maybe exactly, or maybe more than 12 episodes on season one of Star Wars Made Me Gay. We'll be exploring the film canon with some guests at E Rock, as well as asking, are Obi Wan Kenobi and C3PO secretly gay icons? Star Wars Made Me Gay drops Tuesday, March 16th. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and follow us at Make Mom Proud Project and at Ding Dang Industries on Instagram to stay up to date on what's going on in our galaxy, sorta, kinda, nearby. May the Force be with you.
0: Okay, so now that we're uh, safely hiding in an alleyway behind the Denny's down the street. <laughs> Theo why don't you tell us where you can be found on the internet uh, so
2: I can be found on twitter at four whole moons that's fours in the number spelled out whole as in not half and moons as in god that thing in the sky is just really pretty
0: but Theo that's no moon oh
2: no I can't believe I missed that joke fuck I'm a fake fan um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have also recently updated my website uh, monk. Dot com that's T H E O D O R E M O N K I've got a bio on there I've got some links to uh, some stuff I've published and some other podcasts I've guested on including the one I'm a principal cast member for at K H underscore A F E on Twitter that's for the podcast Forgotten Eras where I play a tabletop RPG set in a world I've never played uh, and it's really fun I am it we're all disasters um, <laughs> and yeah that's that's pretty much my my pitch as a human being.
0: Alright. And Lindsay, how about yourself?
1: Um, I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476 That's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at sparkyupstart and Instagram at sparkyyoungupstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at n-i-i-r-y-f pod. Those are the letters for not a fire you first, and they're pronounced <laughs>
1: You can also send us an email at notifyrebootyoufirst at gmail.com, where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your plans for droid liberation.
0: And you can also send us friendship promo, be it an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast or your YouTube or even your DeviantArt.
1: Not if I Reboot You First is a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord.
0: Our cover art, as always, is by Alex, aka Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com. And our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake. You can contact us to find out how to contact him if you like music of his own for your own.
1: This podcast was recorded on Treaty 4 Territory, the traditional lands of the Cree
0: and Saltil, boy and Métis. And last but not least, don't forget that you can just buy this episode for yourself. It is not an NFT, it is just your name on a spreadsheet, but for a $5 donation to the North Central Family Center, with the link is in the description, we will declare that you are the owner of this podcast episode, or any episodes you so desire. Theo, thank you for joining us today. Yeah,
1: thanks for-
2: Yeah, of course, yeah, follow me down this hallway, our getaway cars on the other side, and, huh, the door seems to be locked. Oh, the lights just went out. That's a really red lightsaber coming down the hallway.
0: (laughs) Don't worry, Theo, because my hint for next week involves a very special teen hero who is about to learn that he can't trust billionaires, even if they are his surrogate father. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll swing over to that next week, but not if we reboot you first.
1: Bye. Bye.